Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Today, we got a crazy story of a dad crying over spinach. But first, a story from Shinar Kende Schwein. I never thought it would happen until it did. Entitled mom got mad at us, lesbian couple, for existing. Actually, this had never happened to us so overtly before. We've gotten stares, weird looks, whispering about us. Even a parent or two making sure their kid didn't go near us. My wife and I have been together for 10 years, married for 8, stayed legalized marriage equality before Oberch fell. PDA isn't common, but my wife has done amazing trauma work and is now more affectionate overall. I'm proud of her. Sometimes this means affection in public. We'll hold hands, use honey and pet names, briefly kiss, sit by each other, nothing out of the ordinary. Anyway, we went to travel up north. If you're Midwestern, you know what this means. The species Homo Midwesternus naturally seeks out magnetic north and water sources for summer fun. Unfortunately, so did all the other people. We couldn't leave until after work, so we got stuck in traffic and decided to stop at a diner on the way. Even more unfortunately, this was a place that had elected Michelle Bachman, though we didn't realize it at the time. This was before COVID, and we hosted a few exchange students. We had our temporary daughter, 16-year-old female, with us. You can't have the American experience without going to the lake. Go in, sit down. It's one of five or so locations of a regional diner we like. Amazing shakes, reasonable food portions that you can actually eat in one sitting, 1950s theme. I guess this entitled mom thought we were back in the 1950s. AC inside is too cold for the temperature outside. My and I are on the same side of the booth and try to keep warm by sitting shoulder to shoulder and holding hands. I hear a young kid ask, why are two girls holding hands? Is that their kid? Entitled mother at the next table doesn't answer. Instead, can you not do that? My kids, this is a family restaurant. I mostly just observe this because I'm a beta around conflict from childhood trauma, but I'm confused and just said, uh, we're just cold, not do what? That gay stuff, don't get sexual with each other, there are kids. It's clear in the Bible what you're doing is wrong, and think of the example you're setting for her. She gestures to the 16 year old female. My wife is something when she's mad. I love hearing her yell at someone else. She's also an ex-evangelical and knows her Bible. Jesus never mentioned gay people, she says quietly through clenched teeth. You can check that, it's not in red letters, and the word homosexual in Leviticus is a mistranslation. The entitled parent says, it is not, you can't just twist something holy any way you want. She stews for a bit, during which time my wife kisses me on the cheek. We're not perfect, we kind of like messing with people. Entitled parent goes off louder, again, stop it, you're disgusting, I don't want kids to see that and you're grooming your own daughter. Luckily, I don't think the 16-year-old female knew what entitled parent meant by grooming. Connotation versus denotation is hard for non-native speakers. But she caught on to the part about kids, all while I was trying to bite back swear words and make sure the wife doesn't go off. The 16-year-old says, I'm fine, I'm on an exchange. We have these families in country too. I think you're disgusting, you're dying. I didn't know the 16-year-old had the linguistic confidence to argue in English, and I suspect a mistranslation. I'm pretty sure she meant your ideas are dying and you're old. 
I'm puzzling over what the 16-year-old said when the waitress asks if we'd like to move. No food yet, so that's fine. I thank her for looking out for us. She's busy serving tables, including the entitled parents. Rest of meal passes without further incident. We get delicious shakes. But the waitress says to us, I accidentally dropped her sandwich on the floor. I was going to ask for a remake, but then I heard her going off on you. I assume she let that entitled mom eat floor food. There's definitely something really funny about the whole you can't just twist something holy any way you want phrase coming from that person. And I always think it's kind of hilarious how people like this are deathly concerned that just the mere sight of a gay couple holding hands is going to be enough for their kids to go, you know what, I'm gay too. As if that's all that goes into that decision. As if being gay is like a contagious disease. If you saw something like this going on inside a diner, would you give them a piece of your mind? Or would you rather just kind of mind your own business? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is from Joker Killer. My aunt wants me gone for good. My aunt hates me with a freaking passion. Every few months she either shoves me into a wall or hits me to an extreme, and I mean to an extreme. She doesn't do a quick pop with the back of her hand on your mouth. She'll slap you till you're bruised. Well, I would say that if it wasn't only me she does it to. When disciplining her own children, it's only a screaming match or a quick pop to the mouth. Everything I do she takes as a challenge and all she does is yell and yell at me most of the time. Heck, I can't even have a door because her reasoning is boys don't need privacy. Only girls do. I've been living with her for two years and my life is heck. I can't go anywhere because I live in the middle of nowhere. She finds all the possible reasons to blame me for something. Candy in her room was eaten. I must have ate it. Cigarettes missing. I must have stole them. She has to find problems about me no matter what. I look toward something. My aunt starts yelling about how I'm giving her an attitude. I say something. Automatically backtalk. She doesn't like the fact that I'm extremely blunt. She yells at me for taking naps when she's awake. She's usually sleeping until like 3 in the afternoon. I eat too fast according to her and she doesn't like the fact that I go for seconds during mealtimes. I got yelled at for not going through anthills because I'm deathly allergic. One fire ant bite would put me in anaphylactic shock while the common black ants you see in a yard would put huge bumps that burst if rubbed too much and would create a huge rash on the location. Let me relive Christmas of last year. I told her that I wanted to play the game I got from my mom who at the time was out shopping with my grandma. I think they went out to get some drinks for dinner. She didn't like that at all. She tried to make a huge argument about how I didn't appreciate what everyone else got for me. All I got was a pocket knife, a multi-tool, and a hat from them. I got like $30 worth of presents for them, while my cousins and my sister got $300 of presents each. I got up to go to the bathroom, and next thing I know, I was shoved into a wall and being told about how much of a jerk I am for not enjoying Christmas. I was freaking unhappy because I learned that I was a freaking afterthought during Christmas for them. I see how you spent $70 on a Nerf gun for your 14-year-old son whose hobby is to make freaking random howling noises and the first thing he did was to shoot at me with it, but that $10 hat was so draining on your pockets. But hey, at least my sister got $90 worth of nail supplies from you because my gift was so expensive. After her rant about my obvious jerkish behavior for being very upset, I was told these exact words. You are only allowed to live here because your mom won't let me kick you out. Now let's go around Easter. I got freaking tired with her. I snapped, simply put. I yelled at her, called her a self-centered witch, and to go freak herself. 
The first slap was justified for her, but I think 10 slaps was way too many. My lips were bruised, blood was coming out of my upper lip from her ring, and she kept going. My mom grabbed her and told her she was going too far around slap number three, but my aunt wanted to keep going. It took two people to get her off of me. I mean, if I fought back, she was going to become the victim instead of me, and it would give more of a reason to keep going. Someone called the cops, and I thought maybe that they would actually help. The deputy did nothing about it, saying kids will be kids, but hey, they at least got my name in the system. Of course, my aunt blamed me, but lo and behold, my phone was in the kitchen when it happened. I'm moving back with my dad around June. When she heard that, she got ecstatic about this. She finally got her wish. I only have to tolerate her for two or three more weeks. I definitely don't think you can hear or read this story and not feel anything but bad for OP. I just wish there was a way that you could get back at the ant for doing what they've done. You know, on their way out, trash the place or... I mean, the real desire here would just get them locked up, you know, for being an abuser. Needless to say, they can complain all they want about OP freezing them out after OP moves out but OP should never relent and never allow them to even get in contact with this ant again. By the way, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you'll never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories like our next story from Don't Call Me Doll, Entitled Mom Steals My iPad and Demands I Let Her Kid Keep It. I work at a car dealership as a receptionist, one of my duties being greeting customers when they enter. I'm a professional artist on the side, and I've been busy with some commissions lately, so since it's not busy at the dealer, I started working on my iPad mini. It's old and I'm working on upgrading, but I currently can't afford to, so I live with it despite the battery life being really short, and I have to basically keep it plugged in at all times. During my lunch, I was in the waiting area doing more work when a kid, a little girl no older than four, came up and watched me work. This happens quite a lot when I draw in public and usually the kids just ask a lot of questions. But this nice girl was very quiet and just had a look of amazement, so I just let her be. Her mother, the entitled mother in the story, was nearby at a salesman's desk working on purchasing a new car, which is a long and no doubt very boring process. The salesman working with her walked away, which at my dealership they do very often to retrieve paperwork, or talk to the sales and finance managers, etc. She looks over at me and her kid and asks her, what are you looking at? Her kid points at my screen and says, she's painting puppies. I was working on Twitch emotes of a streamer's dog. I sort of show my screen to Entitled Mother, and then she then asks her kid if she wants to draw, which the girl excitedly said yes. I expected Entitled Mother to pull out a paper and pencils or at least ask if I can get some for her too, but she just looked at me expectantly. When I realized she was waiting for me to hand her my iPad, I said, oh, she can't use mine, but I can get her a notepad and pens. But apparently that wasn't good enough. She sighs and just says, just let her draw a little bit. I'm almost done here anyway, which I knew for a fact wasn't true. They were waiting on a bank approval for a loan, which can take anywhere between 5 to 30 minutes. And even then, they'll be here longer for finance paperwork, detailing, etc., I start to explain that this is part of my work, and she scoffs, saying I'm just doodling puppies and it was selfish that I wouldn't let nice girl doodle on my device too. Poor nice girl was looking at her hands, looking quite embarrassed. I then pretended my lunch was over and got up to spend the rest of my lunch at my desk. I couldn't see her behind a huge truck on display, 
but I can hear her grumble to nice girl about who knows what. Whatever. I pretend like I didn't hear it, so I don't mess up the sale for my coworker. Sometime later, nature called me and I got up to use the restroom. I left my iPad on my seat so it'll stay plugged in and put a notepad over it to try to cover it up somehow. My desk is a wide crescent shape with no drawers to keep my things safe, so this was the best I could do to somewhat hide it. I was in the restroom no longer than three minutes, but when I got back, only the charger remained. My iPad and Apple Pencil were gone. I looked over to the lady, who had her large purse suspiciously in her lap now instead of on the floor beside her chair like it was before. I was panicked, because a lot of my work is on that iPad that I needed. I went to my sales manager and told him the situation. He told me he would take care of it, but to be patient for now. I went back to my desk, full of anxiety, and my stomach doing backflips. Sales manager went to the desk where Entitled Mother was to work out the deal. They're far enough that I can hear their voices but not pinpoint what they're saying. I did hear her eventually yell, How dare you, I would never steal. Do you want to lose this sale? I immediately got up and went over behind the lady so sales manager could see me, but she couldn't. He tells her he understands, but my iPad went missing and he wants to make sure no one currently in the building has it. That's when I remembered the Find My feature on all Apple products. My iPad was connected to the dealer's Wi-Fi, so I pulled out my iPhone and pressed Play Sound for my iPad. Her purse started dinging. She tried to play it off as if it's her ringtone, and sales manager stared at her as if daring her to answer it. Thing is, with the Play Sound feature, if I keep pressing it, it will keep pinging. I made my presence known and told her to give my iPad back. That's when she stopped playing dumb and just said, Just let nice girl have it. Her birthday's coming up and I can't afford a present for her since I'm getting this car. Sales manager said he was happy to cancel the deal so she can instead buy a birthday present for her child and to return my iPad or he'll call the police. She practically threw my iPad at me where it hit me in the gut and took nice girl from the waiting area to leave. Poor thing looked at me with the most apologetic look on her face before leaving with her mother. Sales manager might have helped me, but he's not exactly the nicest person. From now on, I'm not allowed to bring my iPad to the dealer. I either have to leave it in my car or leave it at home. Whatever. Entitled Mother took my Apple Pencil with her since she left in a hurry, so I'm gonna stop by the Apple store after work to get a new one, but until then, I'm stuck with my pens and notepad. OP later clarified that the sales manager later on called the police and filed a report over the Apple Pencil. I mean, they have all the information possible. They know who they were. I'm sure they even have an address. They have a phone number. This person was minutes away from buying a car, so they have all the information possible. Hopefully OP gets their Apple Pencil back because they're like upwards of 70 plus dollars. And frankly, it would suck having to replace something like that because an entitled mom stole it. Our next story is from Foodie Moody 21 Shamed for saying no to babysitting, just need to let it out. So I've been married for two years, and I've had to live with my sister-in-law and her three kids since the pandemic slash our marriage. Same time. I do genuinely care about our kids, but they're loud and messy as most kids, and that affects my life every day. I come from a culture where it's expected of women to babysit their relatives' kids. I've babysat my husband's nieces and nephews a few times before when it was an urgent matter. A few weeks ago, I got a pet three-month-old kitten that I keep in my bedroom. My sister-in-law's kids, who live with us, 
beg me to let them play with the kitten, and when I allow it, it gets chaotic because they're so hyper around the cat. I become overwhelmed, super anxious looking after them, and the kitten making sure no one gets hurt. For the past three weeks, every day I've had to put up with them playing with my pet. Every day, I tolerate their tantrums and fights and try to educate them nicely on how to behave with a pet. It's tiring and emotionally draining as well. So a while back, sister-in-law mentioned she might take a cooking class. She mentions it rather casually. Fast forward to a few days back, she again casually mentions that she'll be leaving the kids home to attend the class and that she won't be back home for 8-9 to hours. Is that okay? And I said very reluctantly but clearly that it's too tiring for me to look after the cat and the kids. Also reminded her that her two-year-old son is particularly more difficult to handle around the cat. She said nothing in response. It was awkward and I left the kitchen where we had the convo. The next three days her kids tell me, we know you refuse to babysit us but mom said we can babysit ourselves when mom goes for her class. The kids in question are 7 and 5 year olds, the toddler a 2 year old. So that's 3 kids who I am sure cannot babysit themselves. Now it was clear to me that she was going ahead with her plan without my consent. I would naturally have to babysit the kids, even though she made it look like they'll be on their own. Obviously if I'm the only adult home and they're small kids that age, I'll have to look after them and also change the pampers of the youngest one. The last day before her class, on their dinner table, she talks to my husband that she'll need his car for the class, while he uses his office pickup car for work. Even then, she does not talk to me directly, so I have an outburst of sorts. I spoke to her in a confronting way like, you're going where exactly? She says, it's for the class I told you? I call her out for not respecting my boundaries and forcing me to babysit and for making her eldest 7-year-old daughter be a babysitter, for putting me in an awkward position where I'll be bound to babysit against my consent without any credit to since it's the 7-year-old who's the babysitter. So she expresses disappointment that I prefer to take care of my cat over her three kids. She shamed me that an animal is more important to me than her kids also guilt-tripped me by saying she could have gotten a babysitter, but she expected me to be there for her. That she's been so stressed out because of my refusal to babysit. Then she blames me for not asking her about her cooking class plans again. I told her it's her job to follow up because it's her plan, not mine. I told her before, I'm not comfortable with this plan, and she didn't respond to me. I got to know through her kids that she's decided to go ahead with her plan. So basically, she just expected me to quietly take the responsibility, even after I'd expressed I didn't want to do it. I called her out, but I didn't raise my voice. Still, my husband thinks my argument was unnecessarily harsh. I was shaking and breathing fast because I'm not so great at confrontations. I was nervous as heck, and also upset for being disrespected like this. Anyhow, she later told my husband that I insulted her and she feels hurt? Also, the environment at home is bloody awkward for me, although she continues to be comfortable. I feel like staying shut in my room unless I need to go out for a chore. Also, she went ahead with the class and left her kids at daycare. She's returning back to her husband, another country, just after two months, so she could have taken the class there. She could have taken an online class. She basically expects me to compromise all the time while she just never does. 
She also almost cried at the end of our argument, saying I have no idea how difficult her life is taking care of the kids without her hubby, playing the victim card. We supported her since the pandemic as much as we could. I say no to one thing, and she loses her crap. I definitely feel bad for OP because in no way should they feel saddled and left with no other recourse but to have to take care of these three kids, of which otherwise they have no responsibility to, and it's not their kids. I'm kind of curious though, in your guys' opinions, what's like the youngest age that it would be appropriate to allow your kids to be a babysitter? Like I think we can pretty much agree a 7 year old cannot be a babysitter. But I'm kind of curious, at what age do you guys think they could be a babysitter? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from Holden Position 4. When my parents were thrown out of a child's birthday party because they asked the stupidest thing imaginable. For those who read my previous post about how my parents tried to cancel my 14th birthday, they knew very well what my brother was like during birthday parties that weren't his own and they tried to enable his behavior in any way they could just because he's high-functioning autistic. Well, that rampant spoiling didn't go well with people outside of the family, like at all. This happened when I think my brother was around 6 or 7 years old, a neighbor boy down the street was having his birthday party, and my brother got invited because they were sort of friends, but probably because they knew my parents would bring a gift, and they did. I don't remember what it was though, nor do I really care. My parents dragged me along to this party, even though I'd rather have stayed home and played video games. I was bored and sitting down almost the entire time, so I got to witness pretty much the whole situation. It started when my brother was caught picking up gifts off the table and shaking them. The mother of the birthday boy told them to stop, and my parents tried to defend my brother and say he was harmless. But the lady knew what my brother was really like and had my parents move him away from the presents. There were some games that the kids were playing, don't remember what they were, but I do remember my brother tried to be the center of attention as much as possible. With each game, the birthday boy got a first pick or turn on all of them because it was his birthday. But my brother freaked out because he didn't get to be first. And my parents did ask the birthday boy's mother if my brother could get the first picks and turns. The lady not only refused, but told my parents to get my brother under control or we'd all be asked to leave. Then came time for the cake. The mother lit the candles for the birthday boy, and the adults started singing the happy birthday song. They only got as far as singing the birthday boy's name in the song before my brother burst into a tantrum at the table. He grabbed the side of the table and started trying to violently shake it. My parents had to hold my brother back for a moment. And then I saw my mother go up and talk to the mother of the birthday boy again about something, and the poor lady looked positively disgusted. I learned later that she'd asked her to let my brother blow out the candles first, and then they could redo it. The lady told my mother that it would be best if we left, and then they went back to trying to redo the birthday song. Well, my brother couldn't take it, and ran to the table and shoved the whole cake right at the birthday boy. I mean, he literally used his arm to clothesline the cake and heave it right into that poor kid's face. The whole room was silent for a few seconds. And then a bunch of the kids started laughing. And then the birthday boy started crying. And all the adults were mortified, except for my parents. My mother just started hugging my brother tightly and acting like a Karen by saying this could have been prevented if they just let my brother blow out the candles first. 
The mother of the birthday boy was cleaning up chocolate cake off her son and screamed at my parents to get out. The other kids there started crying because it had finally hit them that now there was no cake. My mother started dragging my brother out, but he broke free of her and then pushed over the table with all the presents on it. I grabbed him and held him in a headlock till my parents grabbed him. I apologized profusely to the mother of the birthday boy and said I wasn't on my parents' side in the matter. Yeah, that's right. Little 12-year-old me had to apologize for my own parents. My dad yelled at me to get moving or I could walk home. I said I'd walk home. It was literally a quarter mile down the street. I stayed and helped clean up the mess my brother made. The lady thanked me and said that I was a good egg, but my brother was rotten. Someone went out and got another cake while the birthday boy had to take a shower because he was covered in cake. All of the mess was cleaned up and they redid the birthday song. After the party was over, the mother of the birthday boy wrote something out on a piece of paper. It was a handwritten invoice to my parents for the destroyed cake, along with a written threat to call the police as someone there with a camera caught everything. I handed the invoice to my parents and they really didn't look happy when they read it. They gave me the cash and told me to take it back to the lady, so I did. And that was pretty much it. Neither that kid or his family ever associated with my brother or my parents ever again. But the messed up thing is that at another birthday party months later, the same situation nearly repeated entirely. My mother asked the parents to let my brother blow out the candles first, gave BS excuses as to why, and they outright refused and my mother acted like a total Karen. My brother tried to knock down the cake, I was on guard and intercepted him, then we were told to leave. It was after that my brother was no longer invited to birthday parties that were not relatives. And then on my next birthday in that same year when I turned 13, my parents tried to get me to let my brother blow out my candles, and my aunt tore into them for that. It was then, I guess, that my parents decided that if I couldn't share, then next year I shouldn't have a party at all. And any previous readers know how that turned out. Like, I completely understand and sympathize in a way for these parents for not wanting their kid to be upset and throwing tantrums and whatnot, but uh, disability or not, they can't be so entitled and expect other people to sacrifice their experiences and their special days because your son is incapable of allowing that to happen. And I think most of us can agree the really awful thing here is not necessarily that the kid acts that way but that the parents don't do anything to try to curb that behavior, try to hold them back when it's obvious they're going to be acting up. Instead, like OP said, they go full Karen and they just try to defend the kid, saying it's everyone else's fault for not just letting them do what they want. It's essentially just like allowing your kid to grow up spoiled but turned up to 11. And our final story of the day is by Faceted Face. Dad throws toddler tantrum over spinach. So my mom's on a weight loss journey, and I fully support that. My dad's also wanting to lose weight. What does he do to lose weight? Nothing. He doesn't count calories, try to eat healthier, work out, nothing. He just yells about how he isn't losing any weight. He lives a very sedimentary life. He works an office job, doesn't walk around much, doesn't go to the gym. He hates veggies. He hates carrots, he hates broccoli, he hates cauliflower, he hates tomatoes. He hates Brussels sprouts, he hates peas, he hates everything except for cabbage drenched in ranch. Anyway, I'm in charge of the shopping at the store because he gets absolutely nothing we actually need. 
I get a separate cart and get all the things my mom and I need. I get a frozen cheese pizza to put extra toppings on to customize it at home. Mom wanted spinach, onions, and mushrooms. Dad started yelling about how that was disgusting and how if I add spinach to all of it, he wasn't eating it. He refused to eat any of the pizza because there was a little bit of spinach on it. He yelled at me, yelled at my mom, and then microwaved leftover chicken that was a week old and smelled like burnt rubber to eat and grumbled how it wasn't fair. I'm the one who cooks at my house, or we eat something like elbow noodles with old canned beanless chili made by my dad. I'm 15 and in charge of shopping and cooking and cleaning. I'm tired of feeding my ungrateful father and having to treat him like a child, because if I don't, he throws a toddler fit. I'm actually kind of curious of OP's situation considering they're 15 and they're the one in charge of shopping, cooking, and cleaning. I'm curious just how busy OP's mom and dad are to the point where like OP at 15 years old is the one running the household. Like I guess if it's something OP doesn't mind or actively wants to do it's not a problem. It just otherwise sounds like a weird amount of responsibility all on a 15 year old shoulders with two parents. And I think it would be fair of me to say that I don't think the dad's issue in this situation is vegetables. I think he just doesn't like anything that isn't fattening and tasty. Although being that particular about spinach, maybe they do just not like all that food. I just think of all things, spinach on pizza being the deal breaker is kind of weird because I feel like that's maybe one of the least offensive toppings you could put on the pizza. I mean, we're not talking like pineapple or black olives or something that's really going to be a huge swing in the taste of the food if you get it in a bite. What do you guys think? Spinach on pizza? Yay or nay? Let me know in the comments. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories.